0: Hello, Marvelites, you are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 514, and I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M.
1: And I'm Lorraine Sink, the lord of renovation. If <laughs> you hear any clicks, buzzes, or, I don't know, weird sounds, it's probably happening behind me because I live in a house in construction, but that's not what we're here to talk about.
0: Mm-mm-mm. We are here to tell you all about what's happening this week in Marvel, stuff that we're excited about from Games, Comics, Movies, TV, or what have you. Lorraine, you have renovation going on, and it's been going on for a little while, but the best part about that is watching things come together. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's chaos, and there's all kinds of stuff, and, and it stresses you out, but every day there's progress of something, and you get closer and closer to having the stuff that you want.
1: Yeah, it's really super fulfilling. And honestly, nothing can get me down right now because Halloween decorations have appeared in stores and I care about literally nothing else. I bought a pumpkin (laughs) the size of my torso, bigger than my torso. Like a real
0: pumpkin or a fake pumpkin? A a
1: fake pumpkin. Its eyes light up and it yells at you. I don't know. I love it. I bought some gravestones. I'm thinking about the crafts I'm going to do. I know it's two months from Halloween. I need the serotonin. Don't come for me. (laughs)
0: No, it's something I've been thinking about, too, because now we have our own house. I want to do something. I yeah. want to decorate it and make it fun and, and weird. And yeah, because I, I don't know what our neighborhood does for Halloween. I'm looking forward to all of it because it's all brand new.
1: Our friend Jamie Frevely sent me a ghost that you can make out of chicken wire because it's kind of sheer. And it looks like a ghost is walking through your yard from far away. And I was like... I need to do that. I'm very obsessed with doing crafts that are probably beyond me, but this might be my year.
0: Send me that recipe for this crafty ghost. I want to try it. But right now, we got to talk about some exciting Marvel stuff. What's up first, Lorraine?
1: Of course, Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is in theaters this Friday. That might be today if you're listening on Friday. That might be right now if you're listening to this after Friday. But the film is flipping phenomenal, and we are going to have some very special guests today on the show. Of course, I'm talking about Shang-Chi himself, Simu Liu, and director Destin Daniel Cretton. So stick around with us throughout the episode. We're going to have some really cool stuff about the film coming up. And of course, go watch Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings only in theaters. You know what to do. All right.
0: Let's roll on because not in theaters, but also super awesome Marvel Studios. What if, because episode four dropped this week, it is what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Look, I I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to be that broken record because every week... Marvel Studios' What If kicks my butt in just pure, awesome ways. This one, there's a point in the episode where I was like, holy moly, this is so good. There's some animation in this episode which reminded me of classic Disney, Mm -hmm. like the beauty and the skill and just the wow factor, a really old school classic Disney animation, I won't say anything about the plot or the story, nope. aside from what we said in, in terms of the the title of the episode, but it's great. If you haven't watched it, go to Disney+, Plus, watch it now, watch every episode of Marvel Studios' What If.
1: Do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, here's a bit of random news. Happy marriage, Elizabeth Henstridge, alumni of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who played Agent Simmons, got married this past week. Isn't that nice? Congrats, Elizabeth. Friend of the show friend of me she's the best we're gonna move on to revealing some secrets marvel comics news this just in (laughs) it was released just this week was an image showcasing some of the big stuff that is coming from marvel comics releases for the rest of 2021 and 2022 we got a big old slate of awesome comics. So Ryan, why don't you talk us through some of the stuff that's going to be coming down the pipe?
0: For sure. And we we can't share all the details, but we do have some creators attached to these projects. So that'll help us get super duper hyped here. So first up, we see Devil's Reign in December of 2021. Recently, you heard that the Daredevil title was coming to a close. Well, that's because Chip Zdarsky and Marco Coquetto are doing Devil's Reign. So we'll see that in December. That's the Daredevil creative team there. Also around December, Avengers Forever, which I'm very excited by this because in large part, it is by one of my absolute favorite pairs of Mm -hmm. humans and creators, Jason Aaron and Aaron Cooter.
1: Can we call them Aaron and Aaron?
0: Oh, yeah. Aaron and Aaron, they get their own 80s procedural cop show. It would be so good. Aaron Cooter maybe my favorite. I don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to say, but I love and he's such he's the best. And so is Jason. I want to live in Jason's beard. Uh, But Avengers Forever is going to be so, so good. Then for a little mutant action, we have the 10 lives and X deaths of Wolverine. This one is really cool. It's written by Benjamin Percy, who's been doing great work on the Wolverine comics. Joshua Casara, who's been just spectacular on X-Force, who also drew Lorraine, myself, and James Monroe Iglehart, and who is a sweetheart, and we love him dearly. And then incredible rising artist Federico Vincentini. So they're going to be doing this Wolverine story. I know the story. Ben told me about it. I'm super duper hyped. I will not tell you a damn thing. Lorraine, The next one, though, come on. You know this was
1: for me personally, right? Yes. So She-Hulk is getting her own solo title once again in 2022. And that was enough to make me really, really happy. But then you attach Rainbow Rowell, who is one of my favorite writers of all time. Runaways is so good. If you haven't read it, what are you doing with your life? And then we have Rohe Antonio on the art side of things. I'm so excited for this book, She Hulk for Life. Get it tattooed on your body.
0: Get it tattooed everywhere. Rainbow <laughs> is so spectacular. We've had her on the show a couple times. I'm sure we'll have to have her again when it comes to talking about She Hulk. We will talk a little bit more about Runaways later in the community section Mm, because it's the flipping best. But this is great. I'm so glad we have Rainbow doing more and she's doing She-Hulk. We have two more books that were announced. We have Fantastic Four Reckoning War written by Dan Slott with art by Carlos Pacheco, another legend, and Rachel Stott. There's something really cool about Reckoning War. I'm going to tease that there and we'll get to it at a later date. And then... Finally, they revealed Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, a brand new series coming around February 2022, but the team is so top secret, we ain't telling you yet.
1: Man, what an awesome, awesome lineup for the following year to come. I'm so excited.
0: The cool thing is, that's just December through February of just a bit of the slate for the long term. They're crushing it.
1: Yeah. Did you get to see the Death of Doctor Strange trailer? It just came out this week. It's a new story by Jed McKay and Lee Garbett. It's the final saga of Marvel Sorcerer Supreme. It's going to kick off in September. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, go check it out on Marvel.com or the Marvel YouTube channel. I love our comic trailers. They're just really fun. And I think this is going to have fun repercussions in the Marvel universe.
0: Yeah. And look, Jed McKay, we just talked about him. He's doing Timeless. He's been doing Black Cat. He's been doing a bunch of great comics. He's doing Moon Knight right now. Jed is doing stellar work. And Lee... Did some really great Captain Marvel issues over the last couple of years, so this is going to be spectacular, and it's coming very soon, but right now we also are celebrating the landmark 82nd anniversary of Marvel Comics, which is... Partially a joke because, you know, we can't celebrate every year as like a landmark, but you know what? Why we Flippin can because we're Marvel, and we will. Our pal Robin Belt, who's on the marvel.com team, posted a really cool article that gives y'all a bunch of suggestions for comics to read on Marvel Unlimited to celebrate Marvel's birthday. Of course, you start with Marvel Comics number 1 in 1939 all the way to current comics like Eternals books that are coming out right now which are friggin delightful.
1: Yes, happy birthday from us to us to you to us. Okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, one more
0: thing I wanted to plug in the comics realm. If you want more Shang-Chi, we have writer Gene Luen Yang, who uh, has been doing really great comics work for Shang-Chi. He's on Marvel's Pull List podcast this week. We're talking about all the Shang-Chi comics he's been writing for the past year. They're really freaking great. You got Shang-Chi versus Captain America, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Rebuilding His Family, Gene creates a wonderful supporting cast and it's really fun and exciting and like plants the character right in the middle of the Marvel Universe. So that's a great conversation we have. And then our picks for this week, some of our favorite comics that came out, Dark Ages number one, Avengers number 48, and The Last Annihilation, Wiccan and Hulkling. Lorraine, if you haven't read that book yet, it is a triple D, a ding-dang delight. And it is written by Anthony Alaviera, who was on the show a while ago, and he's so perfect for writing Wiccan and Hulkling. Oh, yeah. And of course, you can subscribe to Marvel's pull list on SiriusXM or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right. Let's move on to something adorable. Marvel Spidey and his amazing friends is going to return for a second season on Disney Junior. The first seven episodes of season one are going to be available Wednesday, September 22nd on Disney Plus, and it's going to have some new episodes that are going to continue to roll out on Fridays on the Disney Channel and Disney Junior. If you haven't watched it yet, it's so cute. You can also watch some of the shorts on the YouTube channel for kids, which is YouTube com slash so go watch the shorts if you want to just get a peek at them now they're so cute there's also tons of great content that's family friendly over on that Marvel HQ YouTube channel
0: Catherine has loved the shorts she's watched them and she's a big fan of Spider-Man as everybody knows now the sad thing is that Catherine has progressed in her language skills so she no longer calls Spider-Man baby she calls him Spider-Man. Aww. She can very clearly say Spider-Man, but I miss the days of just calling him baby. <laughs> we got her these little bath friends that are of Miles and Gwen and Peter, like they're Spidey and his amazing friends characters that she can stick on the wall of the bathtub. And so she was playing with them yesterday. She's like, Spider-Man, stick. And it was <laughs> so cute.
1: Raising her right. All right, let's move on to something that you know is making my Halloween heart the happiest. Mm -hmm. Marvel's Midnight Suns. There was a new gameplay reveal this past couple of days ago on Tuesday. You can go watch it on the Marvel channels or MidnightSuns.com, and you can follow all the conversation under the hashtag DarknessFalls. This makes me so happy, because it's such a darker side of the Marvel universe and the characters. Also, just like the costuming on the characters. I I cannot wait to see people wear Carol Danvers dress down look from this game.
0: They all look so friggin' good and they look cool. It's got its own unique vibe. It it just feels like something very cool and standalone and a little bit weird in all the best ways. Like you said, very dark. Getting to see the gameplay though was extra, extra cool. You get a little Mm -hmm. bit of gameplay and a little bit of cinematic Mm -hmm. in this new look that we showed this week. But the like tactical RPG side scratches All my itches. I am so excited to play this. They also show like cards and powers and things and seeing the way they, like Doctor Strange's spells and stuff. They look so rad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I used to be very obsessed with playing Magic the Gathering way too much. And this really scratches that itch. I love the card component. And I love that we're getting to explore some like different kinds of gameplay in this game. It's not just your traditional Thing also like Nico looks so cool. I just I'm dying for all the character designs. Yeah,
0: and Blade, Blade being Blade Tastic. There's also for for any of our more hardcore gamers out there. Part of the non combat stuff that they showed mm. reminded me of some Dragon Age stuff. Mm, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. That part popped me real hard, so I was very excited by that. <laughs> and I don't know what that's going to be like. I haven't had my hands on it. I've seen a bunch of stuff from the game over the last couple of years, but I haven't had a chance to play it. So I'm very excited to see more and more of this.
1: Yeah, well, the game is coming in March of 2022. You can go sign up to follow more updates about the game again at Midnight Suns. And that's suns like the sun in the sky, not like your progeny. So midnightsons.com. Go go sign up so you can get updates there.
0: Yeah. And while we got an update for that, we also got some more action for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is coming October 26th. We posted a new video on the Marvel YouTube channel, which introduces us to Grand Unifier Raker. A leader of the universal church of truth who's if you're a fan of the comics the weird cosmic side of yeah, things yeah. you know the universal church of truth but this is a mysterious organization intent on bringing their so-called quote-unquote promise to the whole galaxy and so the guardians of the galaxy like nah son and we'll see how that fares for everybody involved in the game you can pre-order marvel's guardians of the galaxy at gotg game com, And again, play it on October 26th. I'm sure we're going to have lots more to talk about as we get closer, because mm-hmm. that is around two months away. My gosh.
1: Also, I just wanted to share this because I enjoyed it so much. Marvel Future Revolution, the game that Ryan is in, mm-hmm. released <laughs> an orchestra concert of some of the music from the game to celebrate the launch of said game. So it's just this epic concert. It's like 40 minutes long. It's like a real live concert with many humans performing. And it's so cinematic and wonderful to listen to while you work. 10 out of 10 would recommend just put it on repeat. You can watch it on the Marvel YouTube channel or marvel.com. But A great little listen. And of course, you can download the game on the App Store and Google Play. Look for Ryan. Say hi to his mustache.
0: One of the cool little details is that the music is also partially done by Shoto Nakama, who is an incredible Japanese composer. He's worked on like the Final Fantasy games and Kingdom Hearts games and tons more. And it's freaking great. Put the YouTube video on in the background and just enjoy it. There's also just the soundtrack to the game is available on all streaming platforms as well. So lots of really cool stuff with the music. And yes, my mustache is all over this game. All over
1: it. Wow. Moving on, we have some cool new stuff from Marvel and Vivi. Some of those cool digital collectibles. There was the first Captain America collectible, which is really, really cool.
0: Yeah, it's like a digital statue of Cap. I missed the, they had these little Mighty Marvels, these little cute ones, and I missed them. And so I was able to go into the marketplace and buy the Captain America Sam Wilson figure, which is awesome because there's like this whole AR component in the app. And so you can place the digital collectible like in the room. And I took pictures of it next to Catherine and it was it made me really happy. But th- this is rounding out the end of the Marvel month with Vivi, but there's gonna be more. Get excited, get hyped. And honestly, if you wanna get on on these, you have to be there as soon as they drop, mm-hmm. which is usually around 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. They tend to be gone within like a minute.
1: If you ever miss drop, you can pick it up in the marketplace to buy from other users on the VV app. So definitely check that out, and of course keep your eyes on Marvel.com to see what is coming out as it goes. So Ryan, you know we had some help with our interviews this week. So I'm gonna go ahead and give our friend Christine Din from Marvel Editorial a call, okay? Please. Beep boop, boop boop, beep boop, boop boop. Ring, ring, ring. Christine's phone. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey Christine, thanks for talking with me and Ryan here. I heard you guys had fun on the interviews.
2: I had a blast chatting with everyone from the cast of Marvel Studios, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
0: First up, we have Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi. What do you remember at the interview?
2: Just that he has been like a Marvel fan since day one. He's been there since he was a kid and he just manifested the role. And then we talked about when he dropped by the San Diego Marvel booth right before his Hall H announcement and just what a whirlwind it was.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to take a listen. So let's do that.
2: From early reactions, everyone's in love with you, which, you know, we already knew from two years ago from Hall H at San Diego. Oh, man. My team talks about it all the time because before you took to the Hall H stage, you had came by to our booth and you were wearing a Black Panther mask and they didn't know who was underneath it. And they were just like, we don't know who this is, but they're so nice. And they're, you know, like, I don't know they're going to be on a panel later. <laughs>
3: That's so funny. I remember that still. I had just flown in earlier in the morning and I just like, you know, I had some pre-stage jitters because I was about to go out in front of like 8,000 screaming fans at Hall H and also be live streamed to the entire world. So I was understandably a little bit nervous and, um, And they wouldn't let me leave my hotel room unless I had a a mask on because they were so afraid that it would give away the surprise. They thought maybe somebody would recognize me and put two and two together. So just remember walking around because I wanted to be on the floor. I wanted to be with the people and, you know, walk by the Marvel booth in my Black Panther mask. And yeah, I remember I bought a couple of t-shirts and then I I went up to kind of hang out with some people and nobody saw my face or knew who it was, which is pretty
2: cool. But yeah, so, you know, going before that, you know, like, how does it feel to be the poster child, a manifestation? You put it out in the universe. Like, is this the trick? Like, we just need to speak our intent out into the universe?
3: It's, yeah, it feels like I'm the living embodiment of the secret. I'm all for it. I love being this, like, self-help, motivational guru. Although I will say, I don't think Kevin ever read the tweet. So, you know, it's more more framing it in terms of like what it does for you the internal power that that unlocks when you give yourself permission to want those things for yourself or to pursue the dreams that you thought were ridiculous and far-fetched so i think it's more about that rather than like oh you never know who's listening because nobody was listening i had like 12 followers on twitter you know I, you know, I was I was really just, <laughs> just screaming into void into nothingness. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't so much that. But I I will say I'm I'm a big fan of the narrative that has come out of it, and I'm a big fan of speaking things into the universe. I'm um, all for it for sure.
2: So, like you know, going way back before that, what's your Marvel origin story? Like, how did you get into this indie company of ours?
3: Oh my gosh! Well, I was on a show called Kim's Convenience. We did five seasons in Toronto, Canada, and somewhere around the time we were shooting number four the news came out that marvel was was fast tracking a shang chi movie and of course i jumped at you know the opportunity i sent a tweet out and nobody ever read it but i just kind of waited i told all of my reps to watch out for this role you know i told them it was a dream role and and i knew that i probably didn't have a shot but all i wanted was a fair chance to just kind of audition and you know say that i that i didn't and a few months later i got that chance And I sent in a self-tape and was very, very surprised to be called back. And so I flew to L.A. I met with Destin, the director, and had an amazing rapport with him right off the bat. And then a few weeks after that, progressed one stage further into what's called a screen test, which is just, you know, the final round of auditions It's when all the key decision makers are present and you kind of show up as if you were doing a day on the job. You get your hair done you get your makeup done, you get mic, you have wardrobe, and there's a whole camera team. And I did my chemistry read with Aquafina. And so we met for the first time. We kind of had a little pet talk. She was great. And from the moment that the camera rolled, it was really, really apparent that we had this crazy chemistry. It was like this best friend slash old bickery couple chemistry. It just came out so clearly. And it was, you know, I, I came out of that Thinking I probably had a good chance, and um, lo and behold, two days later I got a call from Kevin Feige, Mr. Kevin Feige himself, offered me the role, and then four days after that I was being flown down to San Diego for Comic Con and standing next to Angelina Jolie in my thirty dollars Zara pants. So, yeah, it's it's very fast and and such a whirlwind, but the ride of a lifetime.
2: Uh, did you read any comics or you know like? watch any of the films before all of this happened? Like, When did Marvel come into your life as a fan?
3: I was a day one Marvel fan. Let me tell you, I have watched every Marvel movie, and I'm not even limiting that to the MCU. Like, We're talking, I'm gonna go deep cut, like the Hulk, both, right? Ang Lee, you got Nicolas Cage, Ghost Rider, you've got Punisher, you've got Punisher Warzone. I watched them all. Those ones are tough because I was probably way too young to watch them. So to just forget that I said that because, you know, my parents might get in trouble. We don't want them getting in trouble. The Fantastic Fours, the X-Men, the Blade Trilogy, like literally every single Marvel movie I watched. I was obsessed with the idea of superheroes, loved the Power Rangers, you know. I just loved all comic books and all superheroes. It was just so compelled by this narrative that ordinary people could become extraordinary and could be courageous and could do the right thing and all of that. And so, yeah, I was, you know, I think it comes through on my Twitter. I think, you know, the Marvel fans know me as one of them and I've, I've seen it a lot of times. They're saying, you know, Simu Liu is what happens when just like a, a one of us gets put in the MCU and I think that's absolutely true. I think I'm a total geek inside and out and I don't make any secret of it. And I love the MCU, I grew up on the MCU and it's a dream come true to be in it.
2: I know you brought up Power Rangers and you know, like for someone like me when I was growing up, all I ever had was Trini. And then, you know, Mulan came a couple years later and you know, now Shang-Chi is being helmed as Marvel's first AAPI superhero film. Like, do you feel a lot of pressure having to be all of this for all of us? <laughs>
3: You know, I wouldn't characterize it as much of a pressure. I think it's a privilege to be at this point. And as much does rest in in this moment, you know, and I'm not denying that it does. I think that there will be many after it. And hopefully this movie will open the doors in some small way. It is incredibly empowering. I I hear you on the Trini and the Power Rangers. I mean, for me, it was at first it was Adam, who was the second Black Ranger And then, you know, various Power Rangers over the seasons, there would be like one or two sprinkled here or there. But it's kind of what I loved about that show too, is like one of the earliest forms of diversity and really just like held true to that mantra of diversity throughout its like gajillion seasons. And I think it's still going strong today, which is pretty awesome and fantastic. And yeah, I I know how much it means in this moment to have, you know, first of all, not only myself, but our movie features so many badass heroes and heroines, all of of Asian ethnicity and, and Asian heritage. And, and I think that's just such an incredibly empowering thing.
2: No, oh, yeah, I, I love it. And especially, you know, like for Shang-Chi, he is really anchored by a lot of badass women. You know, like mm-hmm. you have Manger for your past and you have Aquafina for your present and you have Michelle Yeoh, like helping you claim your future. How is it, you know, working with legends like, for our demographic but also for our parents' demographic like this really is showing the best of the best to a global audience
3: yeah it really felt like a master class of acting every single day and even you know fala chen who just the circumstance of the story being that we never crossed paths on set you know she became such a great friend of mine and she's such a wonderful performer in her own right and such a badass when you see her in the movie it's honestly just such an incredible privilege. I mean You talk about going to work every day with Michelle Yeoh, with Tony Leung, and and having fight scenes with them, having scenes with them that, you know, where were dramatic and intense and all of that. I mean, it's such a treat. Michelle really surprised me with how goofy she actually was in real life. She's always singing and dancing in between takes and stuff. I mean, it was just such a treat to get to know her in real life. And it's so counter to the roles that she plays on screen sometimes, because she plays such, like stoic stern characters one of my favorite roles of hers is crazy rich asians where she is very much that like mean mother and to see her in life just be so free-spirited and light-hearted and goofy is really incredible and tony too i mean just such a dedication to his craft and really brought everything every single day and was just so gentle and soft-spoken and not at all what you would expect uh, for a movie star of his caliber, just absolutely no ego whatsoever and so willing to collaborate and to talk. And again, just so soft-spoken and gentle.
2: What I really love about your Twitter candle is that you really advocate for like a lot of subverting expectations and stereotypes. I know like everyone keeps praising the film for being this huge action adventure, but you know, like this is also a love story and then also a family story. And you know, you also talk about like, oh, You know, a lot of people don't view like Asian-Americans as attractive. But to see all the thirst sweets over you and Tony has been incredible. And especially because it encompasses all age ranges. What (laughs) is it like to be like, yeah, guys, I've been telling you this all along.
3: Look, Tony is an attractive dude and age has only made him finer, like a nice wine. So I get all the Tony thirst, believe you me. And he is every bit as handsome in real life. So let me just put that out there in the universe. It does feel pretty awesome to be in this moment. And and like you said, to be challenging and subverting expectations the way that we are. My hope is that we just continue to do it, you know, that it's not the only one. It's not a a flash in the pan, but a, a sign of what's to come, not only in the MCU, but in the entertainment industry as a whole. I think it's something that we're long overdue on. And and the idea that Asian men in particular can be desirable, can be attractive, can be more than just a sidekick, a nerd. I think there's tremendous power in that and hoping that both Asian men and women get the representation and authenticity that they deserve.
2: Yeah. I was just telling Dustin how, you know, we're going to have at Avengers Campus a Shang-Chi character. And I was like, see, like you are helping get more work for Asian Americans
3: yeah yeah i mean that's such a direct benefit you know it's like you can definitely see the correlation there but i, I you know I'm, I'm really excited too for the indirect you know for the projects that will be greenlit for the the people whose careers that were launched by this movie you know myself included and kind of seeing all the amazing things that everyone kind of carries their torch onto in the future
2: well this is just the beginning you have a long mcu future ahead of you and thank you so much for taking the time.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Wow, you guys, that sounded super duper fun. But I know you guys did a lot of interviews. Who do we have up next?
2: We have the director, Dustin Daniel Cretton. And he I would say is hands down like one of the best interviews I've had. Just like how thoughtful and you know how he came onto this role and All the people who helped him along the way.
1: Let's take a listen.
2: What's your Marvel origin story? Did you start with the TV shows, comics, films?
4: I actually started with the movies. And I was introduced to Marvel through one of my best friends, Jim Abraham, who's an old friend from Maui, who's been obsessed with I mean, he, he actually grew up on the comic books and has just been one of the biggest fans of, of the movies ever since Iron Man. So I started going to watch movies with him, which is always a joy.
2: That's awesome. And, you know, like kicking off with Iron Man, like how cool was it that the Ten Rings was a seed planted over a decade ago yeah. and for you to get to flesh out the whole entire story?
4: That was a, one of the more satisfying parts of this creative process was being able to give some full context to the mythical idea of the 10 rings that have been played with since the very beginning. And to be able to flesh out those ideas in a way that made emotional sense to our, our character was really, really fun and satisfying.
2: I know in your past works, you've done a lot of acclaimed indie films like Short Term 12 and Just Mercy. And you actually worked with a lot of different Marvel talent before. How does it feel to now like be in the family, play in this massive sandbox, and kind of usher in this whole realm of new superheroes for us?
4: Really fun. I didn't know how fun it would be to be a director in the MCU. And I found it to be stimulating different parts of my my brain than I expected it's it's really fun to work in an established universe with tons of hidden clues that are sitting waiting to be developed more and to seed more clues or setups at the end of our movie that can take our characters into who knows where in the future working within an ever-growing and ever-expanding universe is a really fun playground to be a part of
2: one of the cool things when you join the Marvel family is that you really get to collaborate with a lot of the different directors. And I know at the red carpet premiere, you and Chloe Zhao had an amazing catch up on the side of the carpet. And you actually shared in a previous interview that Ryan Coogler was the one who helped you like cement your commitment to the film. What is it like getting all of these different brain trusts, giving you guidance on things like this?
4: The community that has formed around Marvel Studios is very unique and happens to be full of some of my favorite directors of our generation. And prior to doing this movie, I was able to have conversations with Ryan Coogler and Brie Larson, who, who I've <laughs> known for, for a while, and Michael B. Jordan. And I was able to go and sit down with John Favreau and just hear wisdom and, and insight, not only into the Marvel process, but just into the process in general. I, I, I rarely get to talk to other directors. I rarely get to hear what their own process and struggles and anxieties and how they get through things. Like uh, I, I rarely get to have those those types of interactions. So to be able to do that in this world was really special. It was like two days after I got the job, I went to have a drink at a bar with, back when we could go to bars, I went to, <laughs> to have a drink with with Dave Callham our, our co-writer. And just by happenstance, Taika Waititi was there in the bar. So I went and talked to him and introduced myself. I've been a fan of his work since, since I saw Eagle versus Shark years and years <laughs> ago. And so he was so nice and just gave me advice right off the bat and that's kind of the community aspect of this is is a very pleasant surprise and it's been really wonderful to be a part of
2: you know like for a lot of us digesting american western media we didn't really have a lot of films geared towards us or stories geared towards us growing up did you feel a lot of pressure helming marvel's first asian american superhero story
4: i definitely felt a lot of pressure I find that often if I can, in a healthy way, work through the pressure, it leads to excitement and it leads to creative satisfaction, a deep creative satisfaction. And that was no different on this movie. I felt a lot of pressure because I never had a superhero when I was a kid that I could imagine being or dress up like on Halloween, or aspire to be one day. And to be able to create a character that was worthy of my 10-year-old self, and a character that I would be proud to introduce to my two sons one day when they're old enough to watch a PG-13 movie, (laughs) was very exciting for me. I I felt that pressure, but I think in, in a lot of ways that pressure that me and all of my colleagues working on this felt, pushed us to make the best thing that we could.
1: Did you
2: hear that at Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure, there'll be a Shang-Chi costumes performer there? So, you know, definitely a place to take you and the kids.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's fun.
2: (laughs) I know that Simu was really excited when he heard
4: that. (laughs) That's that's awesome. Yeah, Simu would be excited because I think he goes to Disneyland once every two weeks.
2: (laughs) How did you know what you wanted the film to look like, like what the end result was going to be?
4: I mean, I'm not going to act like I knew exactly what the end (laughs) result was going to be at the beginning of this movie. I knew I wanted it to be good. I knew I wanted it to be unique, but also be reminiscent of some of our favorite martial arts movies and favorite just cinema coming out of Asian cinema of the past and hiring talented and, caring department heads who were going to help create that look of the movie and the feel and the tone was probably the most important thing I did. And every one of our department heads came at their work with such humility and care and helped to create something that I think, if anything, people will see the love that we poured into it and i feel very lucky to have worked with this team to create this movie
2: i also know that with the cast you definitely tapped a lot of the legends but you also you know brought in a lot of younger fresh-faced talent that would really unite the younger audience how does it feel to like bridge the gap letting the general american audience feel like this is the best of what we have to offer and you know like now that you see this you should definitely see their other works
4: I hope people do. Yeah, because being able to work with actors like Tony Leung and and Michelle Yeoh was so far beyond my expectations. I didn't think we would ever get actors of that caliber. Those, those are those are actors that I've idolized since I was old enough to watch In the Mood for Love. <laughs> I don't know, ha- having actors from that generation interacting with actors like Aquafina and Simu Liu and Munger, it was just really special to see that mentorship naturally happen on set. It's also, I think, really integral to the story that we're telling to show the world the importance of generational respect that we have infused throughout Asian culture. That the idea of we are sitting in these seats right here having this conversation about movies only because our parents and our grandparents worked their butt off doing who knows what in order to get us to this place and that respect for our elders and those who came before us I think is a huge part of the thematic of this movie and i um, excited that yeah of course this Marvel movie is marketed to young people and that's you know, and that's who it's it's for but I'm also excited that my grandparents I mean my I was editing a lot of this movie in my grandpa's house and my grandpa typically is not at all interested in any movies I'm making but he would st- <laughs> I would find him behind me This is on Maui in in Hawaii. I'd find him looking over my shoulder, just staring at Tony Leon or staring at Michelle Yeoh giving a performance. And he just would stop and just like watch, watch these scenes. And he was so enamored by it. It was just a reminder of how special this movie was.
2: And I know like everyone's like latching on to the action sequences, but what I really latched on to was how much of this is actually a love story. Tony's Wenwu who just really loves his wife and loves his son. And it's also subverting expectations where conversations like, oh, Asian men can't be attractive. And now everyone's thirsting over Tony and Simu. And just also kind of seeing like, one, we are capable of love. But two, like, here are badass figures who you can rule a mob, but also be a good family man. (laughs)
4: Yeah. It was very important for us to make sure that when Wu was... Humanized. And I don't think we would have been able to get an actor like Tony if the character wasn't as multifaceted. There was a moment where I did ask Tony what he thought in terms of does Wen Wu truly love his kids? Because it, it feels obvious that Wen Wu loves his wife. I asked him what he thought of does Wen Wu love his kids? And he, without hesitation, said yes, he deeply loves his kids but he has no idea how. And that's the thing that's broken in him. Mm-hmm. So uh, the way Tony played this character is with so much empathy that he sees him as a more of a broken vessel than, than a villain.
2: I truly appreciate this conversation and I can't wait for everyone to watch the film.
4: Yeah, thanks, Christine.
0: Big thank you, Christine, and big thank you to Destin Daniel Cretton, as well as Simu Liu for coming on the show and for making a really great friggin' movie. I think we can all agree, it's damn good.
1: And of course, go see Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings only in theaters. Thanks, Christine. We won't take any more of your time. I know you've got to whip up some articles, so have a good day.
0: Thank you, and goodbye. All right, we got to move on and we got to think about what's coming next week and give you our question of the week. So next week, we have a very special chat about the future of Marvel Unlimited. I got to be a little cagey, a little secretive, because there's some stuff we're going to talk about next week on the show that you'll find out about then. So with that in mind, I'm thinking our question of the week should be, what Marvel comic have you always wanted to read? And now you can because of Marvel Unlimited. There's like, what, 29,000 comics out there, Lorraine?
1: Yeah, there's certainly a lot to choose from. Man, honestly, one of my favorite things that I've read on Marvel Unlimited is I basically read all of the old Avengers comics. Like, pretty much back from like 63 up through the 80s. And it was really, really fun to just kind of sit down and work my way through those because they're so classic. They also have such implications in all of our later comics that you really feel like after you've read all of them, you know, you understand everything else so much better. And also like you get to see where people pull inspiration across all kinds of Marvel media, right? From every kind of corner of what we do. So that was really fun for me because I never really sat down and, and read them in that way, especially because when you are buying hard copies of comics, you might just have a hole. <laughs> you know, you might be like, I, I'm yeah. missing 50 issues or I'm missing like these four and I just don't know what happens.
0: Yeah, I, it's a tough one for, for me to answer because I've read so many. I feel like I, I've read almost everything. i trying to do a count of how many Marvel comics I've read. Oh, God, it's got to be like 25,000 at least. Um so there's still plenty for me to read. I know there's a ton for me to read. But it's for me now with Marvel Unlimited, it's also like going back and rereading things yeah. that I remember fondly. Um, so I think one of the things I want to go back and reread is Larry Hama's run on Wolverine.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I've read some parts of like the 90s X-Men stuff with all the crazy crossovers and stuff. Oh, yeah. But I would like to do a project where I just sit down and I try to read all of the x-men stuff from that era which would be a big endeavor but i could do it
0: i believe in you but lorraine how can we hear from fans
1: you can tweet us your answers using the hashtag This Week in Marvel. You can of course email them to twimpodcast at Marvel.com, or you could send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash this week in Marvel. And of course, please make sure to tell us if it is okay to read on the show so we can read it on the show, like we're gonna do right now in our community section.
0: Yeah, because last week's question of the week was what are you most excited to see in Marvel Studios, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings? So first up we have I am Iron Kiniak at Iron Kiniak saying, The Ten Rings have been around in the MCU from the very beginning, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how this movie reinvents them as both an antagonist for Shang-Chi and as part of the larger narrative going forward.
1: Next up, we have Raymond at It's Thano. I want to know the history of the Mandarin and, of course, the mysterious Ten Rings organization. That's all I need.
0: Maybe all you need, but you're going to get so much more, Raymond. Yeah. We've got a tweet in here from Immortus at Immortus, the power of the Ten Rings themselves. Do they stay true to the comics or have powers of their own? I guess you'll have to wait and see, Immortus. Yeah. All right. Trey at T underscore Cray 10 says, I am looking forward to the fight scenes and crazy stunts I'm sure i will have in this movie.
1: Oh, you all don't even know yet. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I can't mm-hmm. wait for people to see this movie because I think people are going to lose it. All right. Next up. Colby at Colby Sue Marvel says the fight scenes and Xiaoling as a character. Oh, she's so amazing. Munger Zhang is so good. And her fight scenes are so cool.
0: I love her story too. Yeah. Austin Smith at Nutella XW says the abomination fight scene. Oh, we got a little hint of that in one of the trailers, but it's real cool. I'm excited for everybody to see that.
1: Next up, Everton Carter at the... Real Everton says As a lifelong martial artist and martial arts fan I'm dying to see the homages To Jackie Chan And Wuxia Cinema Also Michelle Yao is always A win You're not wrong The fighting in this film is so incredible The VFX all of it coming together Is so epic and of course Michelle Yao A queen Mm -hmm. She's so amazing I've rewatched Gunpowder Milkshake Too many times I watched it with my mom (laughs) When I went home to visit and she was like, that was a cute movie. And that movie is very bloody.
4: But but my mom
1: really loved the librarians and Michelle Yao. So wins all around.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Up next is one from Ragyu Sitharaman at Rag 751, which says... I just want to see this movie badly and also the debut of Tony Leung in a Marvel film after his performance in the Grandmaster was so spectacular. This movie is incredible. This cast is amazing. Legends aplenty.
1: Heck yeah. All right. Next up, we have no name at Cynic Oxymoron who says, as an Asian, I'm most excited about Tony Leung one of the greatest Asian actors ever, portraying one of Marvel's most iconic antagonists. Also hoping for Michelle Yao to recreate Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon magic. All roads lead back to Michelle Yao.
0: Speaking of, Carrie Jasmine at K. Gulick says, Michelle Yao is one. Loved watching movies like Hero and Fearless. Excited to see Mr. Cretton's take with a Marvel character. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Next up, we have David Taylor at I Am David J. Taylor, and they say, I am excited for these stellar action sequences and Simu Liu and Aquafina's impeccable chemistry. They are so fun.
0: CR1SH4 says, listen, someone has to say it. I'm most excited to see Simu Liu's abs. (laughs) You're going to see them.
1: You know what? I love the honesty.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Be real. They're real. They're great.
1: And we've got an email here from Dylan Dussault, which says, I'm excited to watch Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings because it's something different. Marvel has never made anything like this before, and I love it. I also love kung fu movies so much. Some of my favorite films of all time. So for my favorite thing in the world is for Marvel to be doing this type of movie. It just makes me so happy. And I'm excited to really see the family aspect in the film as it is in the trailers. It looks great especially between shang chi and his father the action looks fantastic just everything looks fantastic i just need this film it's everything i need out of a marvel movie and it will be good to see another marvel film in the theater and one more thing lorraine and ryan keep up the great work on the show this is something i always look forward to at the end of the week oh thanks dylan
0: thanks dylan we and we look forward to your emails so we appreciate it and look this movie, big action, big heart, really, really cool stuff. It's going to be really something special for the MCU and for Marvel fans. I'm very, very excited for what this movie brings. All right. We've got a Facebook message from Damon Bosser who says, I'm excited to see the real Mandarin kick the fake Mandarin's butt if that actually happens. We'll see, Damon. You'll We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but just look, we know the, the Ten Rings is going to get the big spotlight in the movie. So get excited for that
1: we got a big old Facebook message from Dustin Radcliffe here. Let's see. All right. First up, I want to mention how excited I am for Marvel Studios' Spider-Man No Way Home. That trailer was insane. I saw the midnight showing of Spider-Man 2, and to see a certain someone in the trailer brought back a bit of nostalgia. I was absolutely shooketh. December cannot (laughs) get here soon enough. As for the question of the week, what about Shang-Chi am I most excited for simply just to see it on the big screen? Simu Liu really has hyped it up for me advertising it on his social media. His excitement of the film is like that of a fan living the dream. I'm excited to take my son to go see it in theaters, and hopefully we will have a new favorite Marvel superhero. It's been nearly two years since we've been to the movies. We are certainly picking a great one for our first one back. To finish up, I have been enjoying Marvel Studios' What If. The little tweaks to the stories we know that create these ripple effects have been so much fun to watch. And finally, I started playing Marvel's Future Revolution mobile game, and so far, I'm having a blast playing it. I've made. Spider-Man, the leader of my squad. It's become my weekly routine to listen to Twim every week. I can't thank you enough for all this awesome content. And then he sent a little addendum here at the end. I also wanted to send some screenshots from the new game. Thanks for all the great tutorials. Agent M, I've played the game more and more and I'm just having fun with all the suit combinations and colors. It's one of my favorite features. And of course, he's got this picture of Ryan in his uh, fancy white spacey suit.
0: My New Stark City outfit. I have many costume changes in the game as fans will find out as they explore further yeah i've been getting a lot of pictures of me in the game and people are like this is you and i'm like this is me it's really me i did the voiceover i did the they they took a picture of my face and they put it in the game and there you go we win That's awesome. And Lorraine, we have this great letter from our pal Ron, who we've seen many times over the years at conventions and run Disney races and all that stuff. So he says, hey there, Lorraine and Ryan. Hope all is well with you. I wanted to take this time to answer your most recent episodes question of the week about what I'm excited about and looking forward to Marvel Studios Shang-Chi. On a cinematic level, I'm very much looking forward to the action sequences, especially when it comes to the martial arts sequences and how the homage from past films either inspire and or will play a role in this film. In addition, I love humor and will especially look forward to the character dynamic between Simu and Aquafina. On a more personal level, I'm looking forward to this film highly because I, as a member of the AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander, community find that shang chi will resonate to me and so many other people who identify themselves as being part of that community I'm so excited that i literally invited a few asian friends of mine who are just as excited to watch the film and bought tickets for all of us to watch shang chi at the el capitan theater in hollywood as soon as tickets were announced to see heroes that are properly represented on screen on a side note, I'm also loving the current Shang-Chi comic series written by Gene Luen Yang and the upcoming anthology issue of Marvel's Voices Identity. The release of the film, the current comic series, and Marvel's Voices Identity could not come at a more perfect time, and I am here for all of it. He has like all caps A and then like 10 L's. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Marvel and Marvel Studios. Much love to everyone. And that's from Ron. Thank you, Ron. We miss you. We hope to see you in person real soon, and we really, really appreciate your letter, and man, I can't wait for you to see that dynamic between Simu Liu and Aquafina, and the big special effects and just everything about it. It's a ding-dang delight of a film. Heck yeah. Last tweet we have in here from Ian at the underscore guard underscore Ian saying, All right, I'm finally caught up on the current run of Runaways. It's taken a while, I know, there's just so much great stuff to read on Marvel Unlimited, and you know? Life. It is now time though to see what Mr. Pinagos has been going on about. And I said yes. Get excited about it because we've been talking about Runaways for a while and and hyping it up on the show. And Ian comes back and says, when he's right, he's right, folks. I would sing its praises, but my singing would frighten children and (laughs) injure dogs. What a fantastic series. My only regret now is that I have to wait for the next issue. Thank you, Ryan, for yet another fantastic recommendation. Thank you, Ian, for taking us up on our recommendation to read Runaways. It is truly one of the greatest comics we've been putting out.
1: Heck yeah. Full circle, y'all.
0: There we go. And that wraps it up for us. This episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Zachary Goldberg, Isabel Robertson, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Penagos.
1: Our audio development manager is Brad Barton.
0: Jill DeBoff is our director of audio.
1: And special thanks to our dark overlords, the universal church of truth. Is it true? Hard to say. I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine.
0: And this is Marvel.
1: Your universe.